Newcomer artist Elizabeth Grace has joined The Antidote. Thanks so much for coming, Elizabeth. No problem. Thank you so much for having me on. I need to hear the truth from you. The last name Grace sounds a lot like it was manufactured for Christian music. Is it actually yours? (laughs) It's actually my middle name. Okay. So this really was destiny for you to get involved with this. I mean, I guess so. It's kind of funny because growing up, I always kind of loathed having this name because it's very common in the South. Um, You know, Elizabeth Grace kind of (laughs) sound like I hated that. But, you know, it's worked out in my favor, I guess. (laughs) Isn't Elizabeth sort of an old fashioned style name? Yeah, it is. And that's kind of like one of the things like, I don't know, I didn't really love it growing up. Like I always thought I was going to change my name. But, you know, here we are. And you know, I'm comfortable with it now. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about taking us back to chapter one of your music? When did it begin? For sure. Um, so I, um, when it came to writing and stuff, I actually didn't start writing music until two years ago. Seriously? Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of funny. I don't know. I never really tried it before. Um, I always knew that I really liked listening to music. Um, and like I played piano by ear like for um, a long time, uh, but definitely not like anything super great. But um, like I knew that I enjoyed it, but I didn't really think I could sing. So I was like, you know, I didn't want to get my hopes up, you know. Was music something that your parents forced you into? No, not really. Like my family's not a very musical family. It's very um, like my family's very like college and career driven, which is great, you know. So my whole life plan was to kind of like just typical, like graduate high school, go to college, probably do nursing or something like very normal. Um, but that's just not the way the life went. When I graduated high school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I just went and started working full time. Uh, Cause I was like, you know, I don't want to waste money on going to college whenever I don't really know what I want to do. Um, and that seemed to work out to my advantage because then I, uh, started pursuing music which music it really kind of just fell in my lap so my family's christian i've grown up in a christian home and like i'm one of five and no one in my family is like super musical like my brother plays the guitar a little bit but like that's pretty much the extent um and whenever i was 14 i decided to join our church's like praise team or whatever and i sang tenor uh so i sung with all the dudes (laughs) (laughs) and um because i don't know like i knew that i really liked singing i knew i could carry a tune but that was all i went with I'd had a lot of self-confidence issues. Um, and then whenever I was around 15, I really started struggling with my mental health and, um, I struggled with depression and I just got really, really sad and really, really bitter. And I kind of lost my faith in God and I didn't really know what I believed at that point. I was kind of, I would say I was probably agnostic and I really, really turned to music during that time. I listened to a lot of like really edgy artists and stuff like that because, I could relate to them and like how they're like, Oh, I'm sad. And I was like, Oh yes. Same. Like this is so edgy and cool. And like, nobody gets me, <laughs> you know? Um, I really was like turning to that kind of music and I think it kind of fed a bad part of me because I was just allowing that in my brain 24 seven. And I really allowed it to influence me in the way that I thought. So, um, Eventually, whenever I was around 17, I was like, you know, I'm kind of I'm sick and tired of allowing my depression to define me and feeling this way and just letting myself feel this way. And so I started really, really working on trying to 
to cope with it in a healthy way. And I also was like, okay, I'm going to start trying to work on having my own relationship with God and not just doing this because my parents are making me or because anybody's making me like I want to do it for myself. Sure. So uh, around that time, I actually go to church with Ray. Um, He's my manager. We go to church together. He actually used to be my Sunday school teacher. (laughs) So (laughs) he saw that I was a tenor on the praise team. So he just knew that I at least had some interest in music. So he came up to me. and was like, Hey, uh, I'm starting a new songwriting ministry. Is that something you might be interested in? And I was like, yeah, I mean, especially because at that point I kind of decided to like, uh, cut back on like the music that I was listening to and stuff because I recognized that it was affecting me in the way that I was thinking. Um, so I was like, you know, this would be kind of cool. Like if I just made my own stuff, like that would be neat. Like I never even like considered it. Um, so I went and it was really great. And one night I, um, showed up and nobody else was there it was just me and ray and i was like hey well i wrote the song you want to just try to sing on it and like hear how you sound I was like for sure so i sang on it i did one take it took like maybe like five minutes and he's like okay well that's kind of all i have and i was like all right a few weeks later he was like hey remember that song that i uh, that i got you to sing and he was like i was like yeah and he said well i'm releasing it in a few days uh it's called the ones <laughs> and uh <laughs> i was like what <laughs> like where are you releasing it like i had no idea that, that was going to happen so he put it out everywhere i wasn't even really expecting like even a hundred people to listen to it like like one thing it's really weird looking at numbers and stuff because like sometimes i look at numbers like oh it's only this but i'm like it's like imagining all these people in one room with me that's insane so like even just like having like a hundred people listen would have been like absolutely mind-boggling to me but like it went way past that um And so Ray kind of talked to me. He was like, you know, I feel like you're really talented and this is something that you could really pursue. And like, cause my whole life I kind of struggled with trying to find my purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really genuinely feel that this is what I am meant to do. Like this is what I was made to do. Um, And everything has just fallen into place so perfectly. It just had to be like a God thing. Like if I wasn't meant to do this, it wouldn't have been, it was not, it shouldn't be working this well, you know, (laughs) Um, just in the way of like, how things have fallen into place. Like I posted a cover on Instagram of Sarah Reeves song, something about you, like just playing the ukulele and Jeff Owen happened to see it from 10th Avenue North. And he, uh, DM me and invited me to Nashville and connected me with all these different labels. And it was just like, so chancy. Like it could have like, it only stayed up for 24 hours and just, it just so happened that in that time you saw it, you know, um, it's just really, really crazy to me. I'm really thankful. Well, that's something because the music that you're creating is really making quite a splash in the music scene. You know, you've got songs that have been climbing the charts. Yeah. You may have already answered this, but really on a personal level, this is important for you? Very much so. Like, very, very important to me. And I don't suggest that everybody do this, but I have definitely like really tried to put it all out there. Like I've kind of put all my eggs in this basket just because I really, I really believe in it that much. I really believe that this is what I was called to do. And this is my purpose. Um, and it's just really important to me in that way. And it's just like my whole goal with it is I wish that someone had made the music that I'm making now whenever I was 16. Like I want to make music for people like that. I mean, I want to make it for everybody, but like, especially for those kind of situations. Like I want people to realize that Yes, you might have depression and you might struggle with mental illness and certain things, but you don't have to let that define you. And that's not like, it's not like I'm depressed, period. That's not the end of the sentence. Like you can overcome that. That doesn't have to define you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I getcha. It's obvious that your lyrics have a base in Christianity. The nice thing is that they aren't preachy. Yeah. I guess I'm thinking of songs like Gravity. 
Who mm-hmm. do you aim your music at? Um, like whenever I'm writing it, it's literally kind of just me talking. It's like journaling. I don't really think I'm writing necessarily to a particular person. Like sometimes I'm talking to God and sometimes it's just like talking just to talk and get it off my chest. You know, writing music for me is a lot like therapy. Okay. But then you still must have some idea in mind of who will actually want to listen to your music. Really? It's kind of funny. Like I don't really aim it at a particular group. Um, like, except for like, you know, for people that are like struggling with things that I've struggled with, cause that's what I can relate to the most, you know, there are some things that I can't relate to and that I can't understand. And I don't want to pretend like that I can, you know, like, I mean, I can definitely empathize with things, but I'm going to write based on my experiences and the things that I deal with. Um, and I feel like the things that I deal with, a lot of people deal with. So it's more so to that group, I would say. Definitely not like an age group or anything. I just write to write, if I'm being honest. The music you're making is exactly what's heard on indie radio. I think mm. the sad thing is, is that that's also the kind of music that's slow to be accepted in the Christian music scene. Mm-hmm. Does that make Elizabeth Grace a tough sell? I think it could be. Um, it seems to be working so far, but I feel that I want to have a more indie sound. I just want to stay true to like what my style is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just don't have a contemporary style. Like I just don't, I've really tried <laughs> to write contemporary music, but it's just not for me. Oh, please um, don't. Yeah. I don't want to, <laughs> <laughs> So, um, you know, I think for probably regular AC radio, I don't know that my music is really made for that, but for hot AC and CHR, it seems to be working. Um, and I think it's because people my age and like in my generation, maybe younger, maybe a little bit older, like I think, I think they're wanting younger artists and they're wanting new things to listen to and things that sound more like common popular radio, you know, mm-hmm. um, or the stuff that they hear on Spotify or the normal artists that they listen to that are big, you know, secular music. I feel like it's sad that Christian music feels like it's almost like five years behind in everything and it doesn't have to be that way. Like it really, really does not. So I feel like with Dream, they really help to push um, new styles and stuff like that. And I don't know if you've ever spoken with Lance. He really believes in it. And I feel like having a, a good support group backing me up and hyping it up, I think it helps a lot. Well, that's the thing, because you signed two Dream Records. I mean, that's quite a coup for a young artist. Yeah. It's kind of hard to separate the art from the music business because the two go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. But labels often control the artist's output. So how has that been working for you? That's one of the reasons why I signed the dream is because they're letting me authentically be myself, like 100% of the way. They're just giving me all their trust. And they're just like, you know, we love what you're doing and what you've created. And we believe in you. Um, and they just back whatever I make, like 100%. But it's very, very rare. <laughs> and it's, it's, I love it so much. You mentioned about this a little bit earlier here, but let me bring in the big question. You're talking about Christian music. Is there art in Christian music? I think there can be. Um, I think it really just depends. You know, um, art is such a broad term, you know. Um, I think pretty much 
almost all music is art in my opinion, but at the same time, if it's organic and if it's like a, what is the word that I'm looking for? I don't know that it's all super duper creative and super, um, say new. Like sometimes I feel like a lot of people are just kind of copying off of each other. Um, when it comes to sound and everything is derivative. Well, yeah, exactly. I'm trying, that's why I'm trying to find the way to word it. And I don't really know exactly how I want to, cause I definitely won't, don't want it to sound like insulting because I definitely don't mean it that way. Cause everybody has their own thing, but it's just sometimes I think, I don't think it's as creative as it could be. Um, but I don't necessarily blame the artist per se. Um, I think a lot of times the industry kind of forces them to fit into these certain cookie cutter molds mm-hmm. and that's just the way that they're expected to be. And I think it's really, really sad. I think that really prohibits a lot of creative freedom and genuinely being an artist in like the truest sense of that word. Um, there are some people that I see that are really like just doing what they want to and owning it. And I really love that. And I'm really happy that they have the ability to do that. And some people like, you know, that might be similar to everything else. But I mean, it's also kind of like the other way to look at it is, do you change something if it's already working really well, you know? So like, you don't have to fix something that's not broken. So I mean, I think some things are good for one group of people. And other things are good for another group of people, you know? But then again, the issue with that is that then you can start creating the same song over and over and over again. For sure. Yeah. And that's why I feel like even though there are the people that are sticking with the older style, there's newer people like myself or other artists who are coming out with newer things. You know, I feel like eventually I'm kind of hoping that uh, more people will start leaning towards the newer way of things. But, you know, if not, like, it's just whatever everybody else decides, you know. (laughs) Hopefully they decide that they want something more and something more creative. Yeah. And like, I just, I definitely don't want to be like offensive. I don't want to sound like a snob. That's my biggest thing because I am very, very, very picky, like very picky. And so I don't want to push that off on other people. Like some people just like the things that they make. And even though it might sound like other things, that's just what they genuinely like. And that's what they genuinely create. And if it's genuine to them, then good for them, you know? but that's not for me. So <laughs> I'm always free to throw my opinions around. Yeah. Which is why the tagline of this show is Christian music that doesn't suck. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Let's pull in one of your creations. You recorded a song called Perfect, and it has this brilliant yes. line that's so brief. We are just imperfect mm-hmm. people with perfect scars. Where did mm-hmm. the song come from? Actually, that song was written by Ray. Ah. Yeah. I mean, I changed maybe a little bit of it. It was a song that he had already written like a while ago. And he was like, hey, I wrote this song. And so then I made like a melody and stuff for it. And we found like a track to do it to. But Ray is actually an incredible writer, like super duper good, very inclined in that. So, I mean, I I definitely and the only reason I was okay with recording it is because I definitely resonated with the song. Um, but I didn't write that line, so I cannot say what the actual genuine thought was behind it. I don't want to take credit for something that wasn't really necessarily mine. 
Isn't this true for most artists that they actually have a songwriting team? There are a lot of people. I try to, like, whenever I first started, Ray did a lot of stuff with me um, because I did not know how to write. Like, I had no idea how songs, like, how it even worked, like the process of it or anything. Uh, Perfect was, I think, the second song that we ever wrote together. Um, He really, really helped me learn how to do the songwriting process and stuff like that. I've definitely gotten to a point where, like, now I feel more comfortable writing things by myself. But I still, like my friend Jonathan Gamble, who I wrote Chasing Quiet with, I almost always want to write with him because I just feel like the way that he writes is just so great. And we work together so well that I would just rather have him there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people have very different writing processes. Yeah. How does it start? For me, like every time that I write, I have music first. I, after I find music, then I, like a, a chord progression that I really like, I find melodies. And then after I find the melody, I'd put the lyrics. But before all of that, I come up with a, like, basically like a one-liner of like an idea that I want to chase. Songwriting for me is genuinely like a therapy session. Like it's me and Jonathan will just be sitting there and just kind of talking about life and where we're at. It's really cool because me and him are usually like having the same feelings about things, but like are in totally different spots. Like, and so it comes from two different perspectives. And I feel like that's why we can write such great songs together because we can like look at it from two different angles, you know? That's cool. Yeah, I I really, really appreciate writing with him. Um, But yeah, so we'll just sit there, talk. Then he'll kind of pick up his guitar and play something. I might be playing a little something on the piano sometimes. And then we'll start kind of like humming melodies and then we find some, we're like, Ooh, <laughs> and we kind of stick with that. And then after we kind of make a lot of melodies, like a melody for the chorus, we make the lyrics for the chorus. And then we go to the verse, make the melody for the verse and so on and so forth. Let's talk about you working with another artist. You joined up with another dream records band called we are Leo on their song. I W K Y. What was yes. that like? I had never even met them before I uh, did that song. Uh, We had just like talked through um, Instagram, but um, they hit me up and asked me to feature on it. And I was like, yeah. Um, So I went to a um, studio with some friends of mine. He's my friend is studying at a school in, uh, I think it's like Murfreesboro or something, somewhere in Tennessee where there's like a music school. I don't really know. Um, (laughs) But he's trying to do like um, audio engineering. And so he, he and I got in the studio together and I just, we are Leo kind of, they already had the words and like the melodies that they wanted me to do. I, I made like minor changes to the melodies. Um, but I kind of just wanted to stick to their thing because it was their song, but it was really, really great. And I love that song so much. I love that song. I love the message behind it and everything. It's uber catchy. Yes. I have to tell you that there's one thing I really don't get about Elizabeth Grace it's that you're non-existent on social media. Is yeah. That, is it possible to be that way as an artist? You know, that's something that a lot of people, um, like, kind of brought up. I don't know. Honestly, like, I really want to get my social media following up there. But, like, because I have an Instagram and stuff like that. But I'm just, like, not super active. I just don't care to... I really don't know what the word is. I don't want to sound, like, judgy or anything. I just, like... I don't really care to document my day-to-day life. I don't feel like it's that interesting, you know? Um, And I don't really feel like I have anything to say that much. 
Um, so I kind of just post whenever I kind of feel bad enough. I'm like, oh man, I haven't posted in like weeks. I'm like, okay, I guess I should post something. <laughs> and then every time I'm like, sorry, I haven't been on here in like a month. <laughs> and that's literally how like every single post goes. Um, I mean, I feel like music is music and people seem to really appreciate it. Even though I don't have a social media following, I feel like once I do get a social media following, I think that'll help a lot. <laughs> but you know, it seems to be working just kind of by itself and just people listening on Spotify and Apple music and all those places, you know? Um, but I really, really do want to try to get better. about that. <laughs> well, I do have to say that that last question was a cheap segue into your song. Like myself, the first line says Graham got me faking meaning Instagram mm-hmm. is social yeah. media really just a platform for putting on a false front. I think it can be. And I think for a minute there in my life, that's what I was doing. Um, I felt like I needed to be a picture perfect person. Like I would edit my pictures. Like I would change my face because I felt ugly and I would whiten my teeth and I would make my nose smaller. Just being completely blatantly honest, you know, mm-hmm. um, I did not like myself, you know, and I would try to act like everything was fine. And like, that was just me, but it wasn't, you know? Um, and now I've gotten to a point in my life now where I am comfortable in who I am and I'm comfortable with how I was made, you know? But, uh, I think it really just depends on the person. Some people can be very brutally honest on social media, but it's really easy to be fake. Very, very, very easy. Um, and I don't really blame anybody, you know, like most people don't really want everyone to know like that their life is not great (laughs) you know um i feel like sometimes social media can be a competition in the song it says i just want to like myself god i need your help change the way i see myself you know again i often Mm -hmm. mention other artists that they're being self-revealing do you find it easy to be that open with people i think there are certain things that i don't want to be open about and i think that's okay but there are certain things that I'm also like, you know, somebody needs to talk about this. And for a while, I was really, really nervous um, about, like, one of my songs that I wrote uh, called Real Friends. I was super, duper nervous about writing because it was a very real situation that happened for me. Um, and I didn't want people to think that I was being petty or anything like that, you know. You know, I really didn't want people to think negatively of me. But then at the end of the day, I'm like, you know what? I know that there's somebody out there that's got to relate to this. Like I cannot be the only person on the planet feels this way or has been through a situation like this. And if it has the possibility of helping at least one person, then that's how I justify talking about it. You know, like as I've gotten older and as it's like gone on, um, I've gotten a lot more comfortable with it and I'm very happy with who I am and I feel comfortable to be my genuine self and talk about like most things like flaws and all, you know, Well, there's been a big string of singles coming from Elizabeth Grace, but now the rumor mill has it that you have a big project coming out this year. Yes, I do. And I'm very excited about it. But um, we don't have a date for it yet, but just expect something in the fall is what I would like to say. You're so secretive. (laughs) You know, 
I like, I think that's, and that's kind of the fun part about not being super duper active on social media. Like, social media and all these kind of things, I like kind of keeping people on their toes because then they're like really like, there's a lot of tension <laughs> leading up to the next song, you know? The singles have been coming out really since 2018. Yeah. How long does it take to write, record, and produce a song? It really depends in my experience on the producer writing the song, I can usually write a song and like it takes usually about like four hours, like four or five hours. Um, like if I'm writing with my friend, Jonathan, then we'll go ahead and have like a, um, a demo of it done by the time that we're done. Cause he'll kind of like produce while we're going along, but nothing like for final production, just enough to where we can send it to a producer. And then it really just depends on, how long the producer takes on that. So, and sometimes it can take a month or two and sometimes it can take a lot longer than that. So it really is just kind of up in the air. <laughs> we should get into the latest Elizabeth Grace single, which really I think is also your greatest. Ooh, yes. Chasing Quiet is so well done. The song deals with being run ragged with commitments. How can you avoid mm -hmm. that with being a recording artist? You know... I really try to um, pace myself. I am a huge introvert. Like, I am a recluse. Like, I am up in my room, kind of just sitting in here. Like, any free time that I have. Um, like, sometimes I like to spend time with, like, friends and stuff like that. But really, I really, really need my alone time. Uh, because, like, I really, I just need quiet time and just time to just relax and not have to think about tons of different things and but usually that's kind of at the end of the day, like nighttime. I'm definitely a night owl. I'll stay up pretty late just to kind of be alone with my thoughts. Maybe you should tell us, how did the song come about? Like what motivated you to do this? Yeah, so basically I feel like my whole life I have tried to live up to the expectations of everybody else. Um, and I've always wanted to be the perfect daughter and a good friend and you know I just wanted to be what everybody expected of me and I never really tried being who I wanted to be you know mm -hmm. or considering maybe like what God wanted me to be it was just kind of like it seemed more important to me to fit the mold of what everybody expected of me and eventually it really just broke me as a person, like, because I was putting my worth in everybody else and I never found it in myself and in God. Like I was constantly getting my hopes dashed and I was constantly getting my heart broken because I kept putting faith in people whenever you, you can't do that. Everybody's human and everybody's going to make mistakes, you know, and that was wrong on my part uh, to so much trust into people. Um, and so that song kind of just derived from all those situations that kind of just built up and I was like, you know what, I just need to be alone and I just need to think and I need to find out who I am and what I want and what I'm doing with my life, you know? I mentioned a bit earlier about this fitting indie rock realm and certainly Chasing Quiet would definitely fit in with that. Would you want yeah. to see your songs on Top 40? Like, there's always this divide between Christian music and mainstream. Mm -hmm. Songs like this can bridge that gap, but do you want it to bridge that gap? For sure. 
I definitely like my music. I want it to be, I'm definitely a Christian artist, but I want it to be for everybody. You know, it doesn't just have to be for Christians. It can be for literally anybody who needs it. If it's going, I don't care who you are or where you've come from. Like, I just want you to be able to listen to it. You know, um, if it could be on top 40, that would be incredible in my opinion. Then what's the next step for Elizabeth Grace? Like, are we going to be seeing you and Lauren Daigle going head to head in a music battle? <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> we, we have our differences <laughs> with, I love Lauren Daigle, but we're not like, we don't even have a similar sound. There's no, like, there's no competing in that area. I could never be like Lauren Daigle. <laughs> <laughs> but what about touring playing shows? How does that work? Yes, I actually just recently signed with a booking agency right before um, everything with Corona happened. Um, so I was planning on leaving in April, but, um, you know, life doesn't always happen the way that you plan it. And, you know, COVID is terrible. So we're kind of holding off, but um, I'll be going on tour with Rachel Nemiroff in um, September. And then right after that, I'll be going on tour with We Are Leo in October. Oh, nice. And for the yeah. moment, you're just playing to yourself in front of the bathroom mirror. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to tell us, what do you see for the future for Elizabeth Grace? Like, what are your goals? I think to just continue um, growing and continue working on my craft and just writing like crazy. And I mean, you know touring and all those things I mean all that's really really awesome but I think I just want to make sure that I'm continuing to grow I would really like this to be something that I could do for a very very long amount of time so just a lot of work <laughs> but I'm really looking forward to it that's perfect Elizabeth thanks so much for coming for this talk with the antidote oh it was my pleasure thank you so much for having me on here